0: seven billion people in the world, we all have one thing in common. Every day, we all get dressed. Welcome to Dressed, the history of fashion, a podcast where we
1: explore the who, what, when of why we wear. We are fashion historians and your hosts,
0: April Callahan and Cassidy Zachary. April, I am so excited to be talking to you right now because yesterday was the Oscars.
1: I know. (laughs) We have, both of us have very strong opinions about things that happened last night.
0: Yes, we do. Um in general, I would love to. We haven't talked about this yet. I'm I've been dying to talk to you. So, um what did you think in general about the ceremonies, the wins, the lo- losses? Was there anyone you thought should have won that didn't? That sort of thing?
1: Mm, well, I mean, come on, Glenn Close. Like <laughs> that's that's the only thing. And, and 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 I'm not saying that I don't think that Olivia Olivia didn't deserve to win. She's amazing, but it's like it's gonna
0: happen sometime I know. and
1: I just feel like ever I feel like everyone was like it's gonna be this year.
0: I know she's something like seven time nominated, right? And she's never won. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I it's gonna happen. I know we both have mixed, you have mixed feelings um, or we disagree about the costumes perhaps and the favorite um, and maybe the film itself. But I really thought Olivia Colman was insanely good in that movie. No, and and I
1: found her speech like so charming last night because part of the thing is like her, who she really is as a person, it seems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know her personally, mm-hmm. but like it part of that like kind of shows through in her performance, right? Like her speech, you can see those little hints of like, her performance in it as well, which I thought was lovely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was actually, I guess we can talk about this now, but I picked one of her dresses as one of my favorite of the night. Um, she oh. wore a Prada. She wore this beautiful kind of green, um, forest green Prada with a big um, kind of tulle black bow at the back that kind of cascaded down. But in researching that dress, um, it turns out that she really works with her stylist to endorse brands that Matter to her, that um, support causes that she believes in. So she was looking for, um, you know, a company that was family owned, makes efforts towards sustainability, and maybe even involved another working mother because she has three children herself. Um, So I thought that was really endearing um, as to why she went with Miyochi Prada to pick her gown. Yeah. And,
1: and they were not actually, she was not the only person kind of like turning her eye to sustainability because um, we were really hoping to do a whole episode this week with this project that's happening in Hollywood called A Red Carpet Green Dress, but it did not work out for technical issues. Um, but I do want to mention the fact that this project, which is headed by Susie Amy's Cameron, is a project that's. That is a design contest for sustainable and ethical designers. And then those winning designers get paired with an actor who is going to wear that design on the red carpet, whether it be a variety of different red carpets. But last night, um, actress Laura Harrier was wearing um, a gown by Louis Vuitton. Um, that was part of the red carpet oh, green cool. dress initiative. Yeah. And it was all um, um ethically sourced um silk and
0: uh, beading vintage beads oh, as well. Wow. So wow that, that was I'll really have to interesting. Look her up immediately. Yeah. And then kind of other highlights of the night, I was really excited to see how well Roma did, although I thought it should have won best picture. I haven't seen it yet, yeah, so I can't it's comment. It's so good. I would it's on Netflix, which is streaming, so it makes it really accessible to a lot of people, but just what a beautiful original film. Um and then I was also super excited about the winner for best documentary short subject which was period end of sentence Mm -hmm. a period should end a sentence not a woman's education was what one of the winners said when she received her oscar Um, and the film is really about indian women women fighting the stigma surrounding menstruation Um, and so they begin manufacturing sanitary pads in india and so i have not seen it but now i am Super excited to check that out. So I thought it was a really exciting, um, fun night. I actually didn't even mind that there wasn't a host. I didn't really notice. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I was having a
1: conversation with a friend of mine who is actually a very well-known performer today. And we were talking about the fact that it seemed as if that it was actually quicker paced Mm -hmm. Like that there wasn't there wasn't any drags. Like I wasn't bored.
0: Yeah. I wasn't and, bored at any point. Exactly. And they didn't have to like cut people's speeches off and that sort of thing. So I, I kind of enjoyed that surprisingly. Um, but we are here, probably, dressed listeners, you guessed it, to discuss fashion. And yeah. um, I kind of thought we could start by talking about some of the most iconic past red carpet moments, which we did, mm-hmm. one of which we have already covered last season, Undressed. Um, any guesses, April, to what that might be? Iconic red carpet moments last season on dress? Yeah, we talked about Bjork's swan dress. Oh, <laughs> yes. Laying I eggs forgot. on the red carpet of the 73rd Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one of the most iconic outfits in Oscar history has to be Cher's black sequin Bob Mackie outfit and headdress that she wore to the 1986 Oscars. <laughs> well,
1: speaking of 80s fashion i mean there there has actually been a really like healthy history of vintage fashion on the red carpet and our show is of course about the history of fashion i mean cass i don't know if you know this but one year lauren bacall wore a fortuny delphos gown to the
0: oscars no i did not know that <laughs> <laughs> it's true. wonderful
1: yeah it's amazing um you know people might be A little more familiar with the fact that um, in 2001, Julia Roberts wore a vintage 1992 Valentino gown to the Oscars. It was really beautiful. It was so simple. It was like this black sheath, and then it had like this this um, silver beading that came up right in between her breasts and then, like, formed the decolletage of the rest of her dress. But I have a personal note that I would like to talk about because Winona Ryder, um, in 2000, she wore a Pauline Trager dress to the Oscars, and it was black satin. Uh, I'm sorry, it was black velvet lined with white satin. And you might know someone, Cass, that is the new curator
0: in charge of Pauline Trager's archives. I'm going to guess that it is this beautiful woman sitting opposite me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> is that we a new just edition? got it? I was going to say is that yeah. a new edition? That's exciting. Yeah.
1: We just got it. It's not processed yet. It's not ready for anybody to come see, but we are actively working on it.
0: So That's very exciting news. So yeah, I mean the Oscar red carpet is kind of I mean it is the most highly anticipated event of the season. Although I guess the Met Gala is starting to probably rival that. Um, Mm -hmm. But people really show up and turn on the TV to see what these stars are going to wear. And I thought that this year's Oscars um, did not disappoint. Um, I think, did you have some favorites, April? I have some favorites, but first, I already know who one of both of our favorites is going to be, and that's Billy Porter. Um, Yes. Can we just stop and talk about (laughs) Billy Porter and Custom (laughs) Christian Siriano? Yeah. I mean okay so uh,
1: just to say a little bit uh, not to say anything about Billy but I want to just mention Christian for a second everybody knows him as being like you know on project one way and all this stuff mm-hmm. but what a lot of people do not realize is that in the past few years he's really become a fashion activist um he he's he's working with all these performers and 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 just basically anyone who comes to him and says I want to do this thing I'm having a problem finding a designer who wants to work yeah, with like me, whether, yeah, whether it be based on my size mm-hmm. or my gender or whatever. You know, these people are coming to him and he's like, okay, you guys want to play? Let's do it. And and, and Billy uh, Porter's ensemble last night was just proof of that. Do you want to tell people what he Billy was wearing just
0: in case somebody didn't watch the Oscars cast? I mean, he was kind of wearing like a crinoline ball gown jacket. It
1: it was it was I think it was a separate gown with uh-huh. black velvet with a massive supported skirt, uh-huh. but then he was wearing something that we would kind of in contemporary terms call a tuxedo jacket. Mm-hmm. It technically was not a tuxedo jacket because we've already done an episode on that, but <laughs> it gives it gives that general appearance.
0: Yeah. And I actually, there's this incredible, I think he posted it on his Instagram. There's him um, in the back of like a cart being driven, a golf cart being driven, you know, to, a, I guess what would be the red carpet. And he wrote, he said, call me a cinder fella on the way to the academy ball to talk all things fashion. Um, and so, you know, he was just really enthusiastic and um, excited. And I think we all were to see, you know, this fashion forward, Outfit that he brought to the Oscars. And there was no one else dressed like him there. So he no. really stood out in a really wonderful, expressive way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like the literal melding of menswear and women's wear. Period.
0: That's what it was. And it was fabulous and perfectly executed. Who drew those lines, anyways? Well, a lot of people a long time ago. That's very
1: get, long let's time. Let's get rid ago. of
0: those lines. Um, so that was, yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights for sure. Um, if not the best highlight, Castle was your favorite look of the evening? Well, I am gonna have to go with Lady Gaga, and mm-hmm. I'm not even apologizing for it because I love her as listeners of dress know. And I just think I knew she was going to bring it. She always brings it. I mean, I think I think it was the Golden Globes where she wore that huge, sweeping uh, periwinkle Valentino gown. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's just known for her fashion and she did not disappoint. She was, of course, Oscar nominated for her role in A Star Is Born. She took home the Oscar for Best Original Song. Um, But I also think she takes the Oscar for Best Fashion History Red Carpet Moment because Ah. Lady Gaga channeled Audrey Hepburn and her portrayal of Holly Golightly in the 1961 classic Breakfast at Tiffany's. She wore this black strapless sculptural gown it had these kind of padded sculpted hips it was designed by sarah burton for alexander mcqueen she wears these over the elbow black satin gloves and then she has a similar were lace. they
1: satin there or were they leather
0: were they leather
1: i missed that. i don't know i was looking at
0: the photos earlier today and i was like are they satin it would be or very gaga leather? to be leather so i would not yeah. be surprised um and then she has her her hair updo styled in a similar way To Audrey. And if the reference wasn't already clear, the 128-carat Tiffany yellow diamond that Gaga was wearing around her neck really seals the comparison because Hepburn wore the stone in a different setting for promotional photos for breakfast at Tiffany's in 1961. And interesting that um, I did a little research, the stone stone was first discovered in South Africa over 140 years ago by the Tiffany & Company founder himself, Charles Louis Tiffany. And the socialite Mary Whitehouse debuted the necklace at the Tiffany Ball in 1957 before Hepburn wore it in 1961.
1: And I do believe, and correct me if I'm mistaken, that this means that this is the only the third time Gaga wearing it is an, only the third time that this has been worn in public.
0: I believe so. Or to a, like a, an event of some kind. Mm-hmm. I don't know if somebody's worn it privately. Um, but uh, so it was this... You know, she was very genuinely excited to be at the Oscars. This is her first Oscar nomination as an actress, and I think she was paying tribute to, you know, Hollywood glamour um, while, of course, putting her unique Gaga spin on it. So, um, in terms of fashion history and in terms of fashion, I thought Gaga killed it.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I would like to bring up some uh, fashion controversy for a second, if we might. <laughs> um, and it seems today that Emma Stone's dress, which was Louis Vuitton, was the meme of the moment. I mean, like, people immediately, as soon as they saw her on the red carpet, started comparing her dress to looking like a grilled fish, to a waffle, to, like, a honey-baked ham, to, to all these different, like, things, which I, that is not what at all, as a fashion historian, what I saw when I saw her on the red carpet. I knew what that silhouette of her dress was immediately. She kind of has, like, these high, hard, flared shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, The dress has a low, deep kind of V in the back, and it kind of, like, skims her hips all the way to the floor. Immediately, to me, that's 1930s. That's, like, 1934, 1935. Classic. And the fact that, I don't know. Call me a giant nerd, but that's what I saw. And, and like all these people on like social media just started like comparing the patterning mm-hmm. of her dress to something food like, or they didn't understand it, they didn't get it. But, but basically, um, the pattern and the color of her dress is it's a diamond shaped pattern all over where the insides of the diamonds are kind of like this chocolate, um, almost like honey, chocolatey brown, and the outsides are white. But some people are like, oh, it's a brocade. It's this, that fabric's too heavy on her. What they do not realize is that is entirely sequins.
0: Yeah, and probably
1: hand-applied. Hand-sewn sequins that are creating that pattern. And that dress just took 715 hours to create. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's like this thing that like sometimes when you know the work that goes into something mm. and you recognize it for what it is, and then people just like start saying this stuff, not even realizing yeah, what's
0: happening. Well, that's just the it irritates the power me. of the internet is everybody's voice Ugh. is allowed to be heard. But there was some high profile news outlets making these same comparisons, which I just propagating. You know, when you have that large of a voice to kind of propagate this like critical culture that criticizes women and what they put on their bodies, um, it's just not something that should be supported. But yet yeah, it really thrives in this social media age. Something similar happened with uh, Casey Musgraves. Her dress, she wore this incredible, I think, it, haute couture Jean-Baptiste Valley organza gown, which was, you know, it's it's larger than life. Yes, it's not a silhouette or something that we are typically seeing today. And a lot of people made fun of it. And you guess what that dress immediately brings to mind? 1932, Joan Crawford in the film Letty Linton. She had a very similar dress with those huge sleeves, giant, a bell skirt. And, you know, that dress basically shaped fashion for the next following (laughs) years. So, yeah. um, I mean, I'm going to go on the record and say that I I think
1: that What we saw, love it or hate it, is actually, was last night, a big moment for fashion history. Um, And and particularly in terms of, like, the volume of women's wear that we're seeing. Like, there was, like, this resurgence to poofy dresses and lots of volume and Mm -hmm. big sleeves. And to me, that says a lot of different things. Um, First of all, so many of the dresses were pink.
0: Right. Right. Was it Gemma Chan who wore that incredibly beautiful dress. Valentino. Was it Valentino? Was it Valentino? Yeah. I think I it think was. So. I mean, and yeah. the, the fact that they're choosing dresses that aren't like, you know, highlighting necessarily their thin, svelte bodies either. It's really about the fashion. It's about the dress and how it makes them feel. Right. Well, to me, the
1: combination of the pink voluminous gowns that we were seeing and also just the volume, it was a feminist statement. Whether they meant it to be or not, because sometimes I think that there's this the, this cultural zeitgeist that's in the air, particularly mm-hmm. in realms of fashion, that fashion can predict certain things. Mm-hmm. So, when women st- all of a sudden are wearing not only pink, but also gowns that are keeping people away from their bodies, um, oh, or that's a actually really good keeping. Point keeping people from looking at their bodies mm-hmm. like that was just like pounded into my head last night and i don't i don't want to mistake the fact that 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 pink cannot be worn by gentlemen that's not what i'm saying at all there were some there were some great instances of j- guys in pink last night too and go back and listen to our pink episode that actually deals with this specifically but i'm just saying like within the west within the last 100 years pink has been such a gendered color in the context of Women that I thought it was very interesting that we saw so much of it last night.
0: Yeah, I I think I didn't. I did not think of that. So thank you for pointing that out. I actually absolutely Mm -hmm. agree with you. So yeah, I think it was a really successful, fun evening. Um, Haters aside, (laughs) um, anybody who is going to put themselves out there and experiment with fashion has my vote, and um, I can get behind that any day. And yeah, I think. I think that does it for us. Wait, can I just add one last winner in? Yes, Bette Midler. Ah, was that a Prada dress that
1: she wore? I don't know what she was wearing, but she looked freaking phenomenal. And she, her dress was entirely sheer. And she's yeah. seventy three years old, yeah. and she looked freaking amazing.
0: Yeah, so. when she came out, that's that was my um, yeah my my first thought too. Although I wondered, I said, is she wearing a Prada dress to my husband? Um, but I'm Googling it now immediately to see if we can find out who made it. Also, Glenn Close was amazing as well. I think her talk oh, about yeah. hand sequined, I think she had like millions of hand beads on that it was dress. Four four million gold bugle beads. Whoa. So a lot of artistry, a lot of craftsmanship, a lot of heart goes into these, you know, these outfits that these people are putting on their bodies and... We should appreciate that, which we do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and we don't t- tend to con-
1: talk about contemporary fashion on dress, but in these moments, like these occasions, especially when we see
0: vintage-inspired looks being worn on the red carpet, we will definitely delve into this. So, and in closing, I would just like to give a shout out to Ruth Carter, who won best costume design for Black Panther. Yes. <laughs> I
1: already, I already knew she was going to win. I think I knew she was going to win as soon as I saw the movie. Yeah,
0: I, I did too. It was incredible, and it was really cool um, to see her up there, uh, and to see that film get so many accolades last night. So, yeah, I think that does it for us, stress listeners. That is our um, red carpet Oscar edition for the year. And if you
1: would like to pose your own question for us to answer for you on Fashion History Mystery, please either email us at dressed at iheartmedia.com, or you can also direct message us on Instagram at dressed underscore
0: podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure and tune in Tuesday for our next full-length episode. Bye.